Robot lady. Robot lady. Robot lady. <laughs> we'll start up then, just so we get it going, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back to Maiden A to Z. Uh, my name is Eric, and we have a, a special episode today. Yeah. Uh, also, we have, we, have, we have Jonathan here, as always. It's kind of a premium episode, I guess. <laughs> like the, the, the alphabet gods have, have sent us two good songs, <laughs> two really good songs. Yeah. From two great albums. Yeah. But also, to do that, we needed two guests from Australia. We have Ben. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. And from Buffalo, it's Buffalo time. Is <laughs> that uh, a thing now? Yeah, it's a thing now. Yeah, uh, Greg. Good morning, lads. Morning. Is it still raining or is it drying up over in Buffalo? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fair and, enough. I, don't know. I haven't then, looked out the window yet. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously sixth lockdown in in Australia, right? Yes, in the midst of that. Six. Yeah, that's yeah, a crazy amount. Like, we get out for like five days and then they lock down again, which is awesome. So yeah. <laughs> everyone's starting to feel it now. It's like this is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So it's special in a way too, right? We're on three different continents today. Yes, that's insane too. I I think that's awesome. I think that's great. How I mean, it's unfortunate that some of the cir- the circumstances that kind of made stuff like this happen are shitty, but. I think it's cool when when the world can can shrink down, yeah, know, like this, you know. So. Yep. Yeah, man. Because I, I don't necessarily know that in a world where we didn't have COVID, that you know that exactly this would be happening in this way. So uh, it's pretty that that bit's cool at least. I mean, it's probably not worth the you know the the, yeah. the whole mess of the rest of the mess, but this is pretty cool. So yeah, con- conditions uh, dictate responses, and uh, yeah. you know, I feel like this has been one of the better ones we've had. So. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, also, I don't even know necessarily if we didn't have this uh, pandemic that if uh, Maiden A to Z would exist in the same way it did, because we got, really got going uh, fast in the beginning because we we did it all, you know, over over over, uh, you know, digitally. We, 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 we've only met each other. What is it? We've probably only met yeah. each other like maybe ten times. Yeah, I think about uh, yeah. a thousand. Yeah, and we also we started it as a in the same room type deal because that's what Eric usually did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done this format before so i thought oh, i'd be fresh to change it up but then came the pandemic and yeah. it's also very convenient to do it like this you know yeah especially when you can do it tri-continental for this song yes. cool. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like a wwe belt the tri-continental <laughs> belt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly so is that who's going to be handed that then well we have uh we have um like you said two big songs today yep so let's get let's get to that then. Um, I think so, yeah. Because this will air in a while, so we shouldn't talk about what what happened yesterday or anything like that. We should talk about these awesome songs. What happened? What, what happened yesterday? I mean, you're referring to actually. Yesterday? I might refer to what happened yesterday, depending on how well I can cover it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Flash of the blade. First up. Flash of the blade. Uh, I think Who wants to start? 
Greg should start on this one. Uh, like, I want to hear that one kind of first memory of this song from your life. Um, well, I guess that would have been would have been when I bought Power Slave. So that probably would have been uh, when I was sixteen, maybe seventeen, the late nineties, and um, it just you know, it was a record that I think was kind of not shocking, I guess. But, Cause it's not like they were a mellow band at really that point, but like it's, it's definitely uh, just the record as a whole is, is probably the most aggressive maiden record as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. You know, a lot of up-tempo stuff, a lot of just everything about it is just the, the from the production, everything. And, and, and flash of the blade is, is probably one of my favorite songs off that record because it, I think it does has like, it has a vibe. You know, it like it even like that. That first riff is very hypnotic sounding, mm-hmm. and uh, it just it just builds and builds and builds. And next thing you know, you're a young boy chasing dragons, and the races are off. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and then and off we go, and it's you know, it just got like a just got that that beat that jump to it that bump, 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 bump. you know, it's it just got that like yep. that that's it's it's like the power slave tempo. You know, yeah, I yeah. feel like a, a lot, yeah. a lot of up-tempo stuff on that one. You know, some so of a bounce to it as well. I would add. Yeah, exactly. Aside from being exactly. up-tempo, it has this kind of bounce, and that's pretty much exclusive yeah. to Power Slave. That kind of yeah. It's all, it's all that vitamin D from Compass Point yep. Studios. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I think it's so. Full yeah. of sunshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when probably was this? A few, probably a few other things too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Especially Martin Birch. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. to get that shiny sound on it. That's yeah. well documented, or uh, I don't—I guess not documented, perhaps, but rumored. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, when was this, Greg? Just to get a, a scope of when you discovered the song, you remember? Oh, this would have been would have been the late '90s, probably somewhere. I would say '98, around there. Sixteen yeah. years old, I think. Yeah. Mm. Digging through the back catalog, or was that for the chocolate milk? <laughs> Wait, what was no, that? Yeah. You forgot That's that? right, yes. Uh, I forgot about it until now, and I remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't forget about the chocolate milk. Check yeah, out episode right. episode that's, something. That's, uh, Don't look. That that's the yeah. that's the gateway to the uh the land of of all things uh rewarding, I guess, as far as Iron yeah. Maiden is concerned. Yeah, yeah, that would have been you know, by that point, you know, I was starting it, uh, yeah, it would have been part of the backtracking. So I think I'd had had live after death before I had Power Slave. I think that mm. the strength of the songs off of that record are the ones that had me, you know, continuing the journey, you know, backwards and backwards and forwards. Too bad Flash mm. is not on that one. You know what? I you know what I and I, I have I have more stuff to say about that, but I'll save it for when we get into the meat of the song. Sure. There's a few couple sure. parts that I feel like are are relevant to their where they're at today. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hold off cool. on that, yeah. All right, Ben. I remember. I'm gonna boast more about my memory. I remember that you got um, peace of mind on cassette from your sister on your eighth birthday, right? Yes, that's correct. Correct. Cool. Uh, Uh, But uh, that's not Power Slave. So what happened with that one? I bought that on. I bought that on cassette on cassette when it came out. So uh, was it? It was another sort of late. Like in, like might have been October or something. I think it might have come out around that sort of time from memory. But but uh, I got that on cassette as well. I bought that myself, and so I would have been 
nine. <laughs> That's great. And, and on cassette too. Literally just was waiting. Like I knew it, I knew it was coming out because a radio, like that radio show had announced it. And I'd heard the interview with Bruce Dickinson at like two in the morning, waiting up to hear that. And then they played two minutes to midnight. And then it must have been like mm. Power Slaves out. Yeah. You know, so I'm literally just like losing my mind. Ride my bike up to the shop, you know, the record store. It's about a mile away. Get it. And then just sat there in my room. I can remember still opening the fold out for the cover and just like, this is the, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I could, I couldn't read it now, but you could read all the writing and the lyrics mm. and everything. And the, the photos, they just look so cool. The cover was insane. And mm. then you listen. That's awesome. It, it yeah. was okay. unbelievable. It was like, I, I yeah. still get, I can get like the chills thinking about it now. Cause it's, that literally yeah. derailed my life. All that stuff. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine what, I mean, it was awesome for me at like 16 seeing this stuff. I can't imagine how much more mind blowing it was you know at nine years old and, mm. and opening the the, the, the vinyl yeah. to it and seeing how it obviously everything is so much bigger and more vibrant you could see all the de- i mean that's that's an experience that just yeah is is unique to you just because of the area era that you grew up in and that's it's really enviable <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's one I of mean, the benefits of aging but the um yeah <laughs> but yeah it was it was unbelievable and I can't distinctly remember hearing that song, but just the experience of that album. And it was like, this is just, because I was the only, there's a, six kids in the family and I was the only kid who was way down this maiden rabbit hole. Everyone was else was into ACDC or Prince or whatever. But this is like in the bedroom. That's quite, no one can that, touch that's me. quite a range right yeah. there. Yeah. That's quite a range right there amongst the kids. Iron Maiden, ACDC, yeah, e- the, e- the Eagles, you know, like, oh, like yeah. Queen, the yeah. whole thing. Like, right, we, right. we had a good a good household. So that's a that's a rich musical environment, right yeah. there. Your parents too, music fans as well. Yes, yeah. My dad yeah. had a pretty decent vinyl collection, and mum was more into classical music, but she had appreciated you know good music, quote unquote. So yeah, um, yeah. I just I just had. A, a great range of stuff to listen to and my sister who was like six years older that's where mm. the prince and the pop music stuff like i got into brian adams through her you yep. know she, she had mm. she had reckless and i was just like what is you know so yeah it, i was very fortunate so yeah kids are gonna kids are gonna rock is so heavy man <laughs> <laughs> that's heavy dude yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yeah. heavy song yes i'm gonna, I'm gonna have that yeah. re listen to that then can't remember it yeah I mean, the reckless yeah, record is just it's yeah. like wall to wall it could be a greatest hits album so he, yeah seriously it's like he was like i'm just gonna write every song a hit on this record there are a few of those records yeah. but not that many you know that all the way through it says hit 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 the production of that record too yeah uh, did you have something on your mind there, Eric? I think no. I just think I, I just I was just thinking about the the fact that when I when I got into when I discovered the song or discovered the, you know, I I sort of around the same age that Greg would have been, um, so I had a whole backlog of stuff to get through. Uh, so this is actually one of the songs that did initially sort of fall through the cracks because there's so much other stuff. Oh yeah, to unpack, you know, like yeah. But I was just thinking how my overwhelming would have been if you know like you're waiting for the new Maiden album and this is the one you get with all oh, this. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like you get like there's a fucking like a 14 minute song in the thing, and there's like a, so much. Really, I can't even now, like just now when they're releasing the new stuff, 
you know, I can get a bit overwhelmed just, oh my God, there's, there's new Maiden music here. Imagine if the new Maiden He's music is there. this collection of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, that'd be insane. That's, that's tough. But yeah. that's the thing though, you yeah. know, in a weird way with, um, with um, musical archaeology, I guess, if you're going backwards, it's, it's new to everyone at some point, mm, you right. know, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, everyone has experience, just not in current times, I guess, you know, like obviously Ben, you went there when it came out to, to get it. So, I mean, that's, but, so that's a different kind of thing and, and way cooler because obviously everything older is cooler, you know, but it's like, pretty much yeah, true, you know, actually. But like yeah. it's, it's, it, it, it's some, at some point it is, at some point it is brand new to everyone, yep. no matter when, yeah. no matter when they find it. So it's, I guess the impact is probably the same, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Still the fresh. I guess it all depends thing. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fresh ears. Yeah. So, so the listeners can't see it, but behind Ben is a huge poster, not huge, but a, a poster, a well-sized poster of Power Slave. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's an original. Yeah. Uh, it's original. It's the right. original. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So it's, pu- it's probably cool. five feet by three feet or something like that. So. It's that's a, awesome. Yeah, that's why it's the only poster on. It's my like Power Slave is my favorite Maiden record. Yeah, and if I had to if I had to pick my top three records of all time, that album is in there. You know, so it's it's yeah. just, it's, it's a it's d- my DNA DNA yeah. record. You know, it's in the DNA. So I think it's probably my favorite record as well too. And for years, it was Number of the Beast, but Power Slave is just a, it's an undeniable force. It's just there's too much. It's too powerful, mm. you know. There's really yeah. no. It is, it is it's, the it's, most powerful yeah. Maiden album. I would agree with that. It has the the, yes. the most. It packs the hardest punch. I would say. Yes, and the and the artwork is just so grandiose and epic. And oh, it's, it's so amazing! Like, it's it's oh, it's like you look at stuff like that, and you look at that artwork, and you think, well, they're they're twenty years away from Dance of Death. You know, slow decline. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you look at that's why it's so tough sometimes. You know, just they had the the best artwork imaginable for what felt like you know a decade, and then you see something like Dance of Death, and it's just like, oh my god, yeah, so fucking bad. It's it's bad. It's it's rough. I mean, yeah. Thankfully, the the new one looks all right. I think. I think. I think. Uh, I think think the artwork for the single that they just put out is better than the album cover. Kind of is, but I mean, for for me, it's the first six. uh, I mean, Seven Sun. I've said it's my favorite album, but it's not really as nice a cover, I think, on Seven Sun as the previous six Mm, masterpieces. They never brought it higher than that. (laughs) I think. Yeah, exactly. There's so much gold. It's like you open a room and there's there's so much gold. You don't even know where to start finding. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's like every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you. Summer in time. Power slave. Peace of mind. You know. Yes. You fall out of the boat, you're gonna hit water, and that's really what the artwork of the first few albums are. You know, so it's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> I wanted to ask Ben uh, about the song "Flash of the Blade." Did it stand out for you, or was it like lost in the in the middle of the tape? Or you remember? Well, it's kind of yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was. It, you have that because it has lost for words before, so it's in that sort of that towards the middle section of yeah. the record, which it feels like a dip. It feels like it drops down because the duelists and even back in the village they're kind of like a bracket and then you've got power slave it's the bookends the two and so it sort of got gets lost in there but the way he's bruce is so good and they're, they're so compelling in their delivery 
on this record. They are absolutely slamming. You could just tell that there, there's inspiration everywhere. So to me, even a riff like that intro riff, which sort of sounds like a riff you might play when you're 17 and you learn how to play Very guitar. Yeah. The mm-hmm. way they play it, though, and the mm. the intensity that everything's at, it's maxed yeah. out and it's like... So... But I always liked the chorus. I just remember the chorus and the harmony section, you know, in the middle, the solos. It was just like, this is f- f- yeah. rad. Rad. <laughs> Fresh and rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, even in that, even in that, that simplistic riff, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's, um, sometimes in, in the, when the knuckles are dragging along the ground and it's kind of caveman and it's simplicity, that's yeah. where, yep. That's it where cuts the beauty through. is because it cuts through. It cuts through, and also, yeah. and also, like it, it sets a mood. It sets a mood, and also, I think part of the way, part of that is because of the way it it comes out of loss for words. I I'm, mm. I, I I feel like it kind of like the the space between the two songs is very yeah. brief, you know, and then like it just because the the transition from from the prior track, while I mean. I'm looking at it from, I guess, a, a CD perspective, but like, you know, the, the space between, like it's one of those intangible arts of, of record making, you know, sometimes if you have, you know, just a, a, a really tiny amount of space between tracks that could like, mm. it could like kind of jolt you yep. back because like you're, you're not, yeah. you're not expecting it or whatever. And so even in something that simplistic riff wise could be super impactful because yes. it's just like, you're, I mean, you're, I mean, not to mention, I mean, your, your head's already been cleaned off by like the, the three or the yep. three songs, you know, prior or whatever, wherever it is on yeah. the track was, I mean, the song, it's like, I mean, the record is a consistent beheading, you know, and it's just like your head doesn't have enough time to grow back before <laughs> that comes back <laughs> in, you know. I, I, yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah. quickly about the transition. Yeah. I love yeah. the transition between this and the jewelers. <laughs> it's literally, it's like the jewelers comes in on the end. It, the, the mm-hmm. song finishes this and goes, right, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's like, yeah, it's just like the way they structured it, and as you say, like the mastering and the way they've there's so much sort of care put into it, and you can just tell that they're all they're all firing like this is everyone at their A game, and you know what they're doing if you look back in time, they're they're emptying their tank. Because yeah. if you think about this, this this record really is the end of an era, and it never sounded like this. This is really the end of of phase one of the band. You could say, even though there was a couple yeah. key member changes in between, you know, in that first phase or whatever. But they were never really like a. They were very aggressive on those first few records, and they never really were aggressive, you know, comparatively. Very true. They were never this. Ag- yeah, they yeah. were never this aggressive ever again. So this is like it's almost like they're they're just emptying the gas tank. They're like, yeah. all right, let's. It's you know it's time for I mean I'm sure it's not it's not something conscientious or they're, they're aware of but you know on looking back it certainly looks like they're emptying their tank and they're just like you know full throttle they're just burning and then it's like after that and then after the the hugeness of the following tour it's almost like well we have to you know it's we we flushed that out of our system it's time to move yeah. forward yeah. you know and in a way they are kind well, of more it, maiden it, on summer in time and seventh sun if you look at the whole discography. But this is still more classic, right? I guess most would agree that mm-hmm. this era is the most classic. Yeah, pretty much just is, you know, mm-hmm. peace of mind, power slave, uh, mm-hmm. and the 
that that whole that whole live after the Power Slave tour, and the way that would have affected them, sort of like musically, emotionally, and sort of mentally, and like physically, like. I mean, Bruce wanted to quit after that. Yeah. So it's like that yeah. shows you. What, here's a band on top of the world, and he's just like, I think I'm. Oh yeah, I'm thinking I'm done. Yeah. And that, you, you can, can't, can't especially when he didn't get to write songs. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, this song is written by him, and credited to him only. That would explain the riff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have the guitar here. It's not That's... written by a guitar player. Yeah. I have a singer in this case. You know, one finger kind of. Still cool to play, like yeah. at, at yeah. Sandchick or something. I'll just play stuff like yeah. that. Just, just, yeah, that's actually that's one of two. That's one of two solo Dickinson uh, right uh, rights on that album, yep. right? It's it's that and and powers the title track, right? Yep. Yeah, under yep. the lead, you have a, this yeah. is pretty cool too. You don't often think about this, but it's kind of really heavy. Yeah, it's all like, it's like all these songs, at least all these songs in this album sound like they're giving like a hundred and, you know, fucking 20%. Yeah. And they, they almost level it. They shouldn't have anything more to give after that. And yet yeah. they do it again yeah. the entire way through. So imagine yeah. that's like doing live every night. Yeah. 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 That's, that's got to be tough. Fucking ten songs. That's got to be tough. And I think that, I think stuff like that you can't account for because obviously it's more of a, it's, it's a men, it's almost like a mentality shifter, yeah. I think. Cause you know, I mean, anyone else who's ever toured, you know how, you know, if you've ever been out for longer than like a week or two, you know how grueling mm. it is. And, you know, yeah. and it's like, it could, it could become a, a grind, it, you know, and, and like, it could really kind of shift your mentality. And, yep. and I, and obviously I was, I never toured on any level, even remotely close to what the world slavery tour was. So I, I mean, I remember coming home once after like being out for six weeks and just being like, Oh my That's God, pretty, I'm like so fucking exhausted. I've, ex- I've existed on French fries and, mm. and booze for the last six weeks, yeah. you know, and it's just like, I'm wiped out. I couldn't begin to imagine the grind of, of, of a, of a tour that huge. And like no, and no. afterwards just being like, it's it's got to change you it's got to change the way you approach stuff it's it has to and that's yeah. and obviously they sounded like it after that so yeah. i mean it's yeah it's it's got to it's got to have an effect you can even hear it in bruce's voice <laughs> like uh, from the album those albums onwards post live after death there is almost like you know 6% of his voice is gone like of his of his is in just that intensity that yeah. he sings with you listen to how intense yeah. his vocals are it's like mm-hmm. he's just he's just shy of it he's still amazing but it's, right yeah it's the fire that he has on those vocals is just unbelievable well, you know what i think it is well you'd also have you'd also have to wonder if going forward after the world slavery experience that changes the way he would write lyrics or vocal lines or melodies because he's oh, maybe yeah. i doubt before world slavery he had ever had that kind of experience. So maybe going forward, he was like, well, maybe I'm not going to be singing at the top of my range all the time ever again. I'm going to have to do this live for potentially the next six months. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of interesting. Cause I was thinking about, we were talking about just the other day. It's cut this up. It's actually a sort of bonus episode. that should be coming out like an hour from now uh, on, on the new, uh, these two new songs have released so far from the album. It seems they've also sort of placed very smartly. So, the vocals, you know, they're in a more reasonable register, more so than like, because if this had been a few years ago on Stratego, that vocal line would have been, it would have been going up an octave mm-hmm. rather than down. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I think he realized that there's no way he's going to fucking be able. He could probably do it in the studio, but he's yeah. not going to be able to do it live. Right. Why is every night? Right. Decision. There's definitely a there's definitely a um, such a thing as studio notes. You know, there's definitely yeah. 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 notes singers only save for the studio, and then they kind of uh, yeah. dance around it once they get on the stage. But also speaking of yeah, yeah, speaking yeah. of stage, and this is something you know, Jonathan, I told you I was going to pair some kind of notes, you know, to count ca- mm-hmm. to, to counter my delirium. Yep. And um, <laughs> and um, I did want to make note here, and this is the, my, the prevailing thing for me about Flash of the Blade is given their current um, their current lineup and their current you know yep. scheme of things as far as guitars are concerned, three of them. This would be the ultimate live song for them to have as three guitars yeah, because like, of that. The, 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 yes, that thing. There's two different sections in this song. There's two different sections where there are three different guitar yeah. parts. There's a harmony and then like a counter melody to it. And I would say if I had any critique of, of the Maiden post 2000 era is that they really haven't, it's, it's not like they've gone off the, which I guess is a good thing because you never want them to just be straight rank week. Cause they'd never really been like a wanker band, but like, you know, like, just they, they haven't done more things like that. They have the ability to no. do it. Like they did more stuff with guitars when there was only two of them. Yeah, that's you true. Know? And like mm. now that there is actually three of them, like they have the ability to do stuff like Flash of the Blade, not only live, but just like in general yeah. with the ability to not have to like to uh, omit playing certain things live. Like they could play Flash of the Blade now. Yeah as it was recorded because they have the amount of yeah. guitars to do so. And it would be awesome. And, and I would, uh, if I had any gripe about Maiden with three guitars, is like, I would just, I would have liked to have heard more stuff like that. But also the, the flip side of that is that it's also makes flash of the blade much more special, you know, because they haven't done a lot of things like that, yeah. you know? And so it's, no. it's one of those, you know, two sides of the coin thing, you know, it's awesome that they did this once, but I would love for them to, I mean, just to even have this song in the set list to me is just like that'd be yeah, really cool. Yeah. Like track three and yes, like that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Be unbelievable. Yeah, we played this with my old with my old cover band, and we actually had three guitars, so we picked this for that reason. That's awesome. And uh, for some reason, the vocalist could even do it. I think he d- didn't do the highest. Uh, you know, that's very high. You know, yeah. Just think about how badass it would be just to see Murray Smith and Gers just you know line up at the front of the stage 
no. to do those, yeah, those, just... those, those middle weedly bits where it's just kind of like, it's only guitars. Like, I mean, Oh my God, if I had something, it, so if, cool. if I had anything in my hands, it's getting thrown. I'm just going to throw it up into the air. It was, uh, it was a lot like... of fun to play as fun as the, as the middle part of Phantom of the Opera. Very similar in terms of, you know, just how fun it is. It's like playing a video game, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I wonder if there's I, I, someone, maybe someone listening can, uh, who, who could, can get in touch and, if they know any of them. There's got to be songs in the post 2000, like the newer songs that they've actually have utilized a three guitar bit. Not like this. I'm sure there's some something mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Because uh, I can't imagine what it would be. But again, this this would be a better utilization of it because it's just such a, I mean, it, yeah. it's made for That's that. A, yes. The thing, the thing that also sort of stands out to me with this is they, and the Power Slave record, is it's like kitchen sink, no holds barred. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what I don't necessarily, and the other thing that they don't do a lot of these days is ha- vocal harmonies. Like you listen to the harmonies that they stack on all these, these tunes, this, this yes. era, it's like, that's what makes those choruses explode, whether they do them live or not. He's often singing the third above his main uh-huh. his main yeah. line or whatever, but like yeah. it's like that's what makes those things just pop. And now you hear it, and they might have one harmony in there, but those big stacks of harmonies, yeah. and, and then the next song, it's way, it's full on. There's heaps of harmony in it, and mm-hmm. and that's what I don't hear from them as much anymore. Is this? It's like they kind of work at their parts, get the song down, and go. Here you can yeah. just hear them go, but we can do this. We could do this. We could do this. Yes. Why don't we try that? Why don't we try that? You mm-hmm. know, and that could be Martin Birch too. Like that could be just his input. Yeah. That's what we brought up on the uh, the "Don't Look to the Eyes of the Stranger" episode. Although, I mean, I know, I know. No, there sorry, was can you say song. that again? Can you say that. <laughs> repeat that. Like, <laughs> if you say that eighty-two times, yeah. I'm gonna get some yes. more coffee. I feel I feel bad for Dream of Mirrors because that was another song that was discussed as well. But it's kind of been that that has become the "Don't Look to the Eyes of a Stranger" episode, yeah. just period. But like. I feel like Jonathan or, or Eric, one of oh. you brought it up that like a big big problem with that song is that maybe it, it benefited or, or maybe not benefited, but it was detrimented by a lack of of someone like a Bruce Dickinson or a Martin Birch to to maybe just kind of say no, <laughs> yeah, you know. Whereas yeah. maybe in the Power Slave era, which like you said is very kitchen sink esque, you know, yeah. it's just everything just getting thrown. You know, maybe you had someone like Martin Birch to say, well, no. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great, mate. Well, that's what happened. That's what happened on on yeah. somewhere in time because you know the Bruce had a bunch of stuff. And Mar- yeah. Martin said, "You know, no, this is the whole band." Yeah. Said so, but they had Martin do it for them because they were cowards. <laughs> it's true, and I'm, I'm I'm sure if Bruce said like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the phrase Flash of the Blade a hundred times," like, no, don't do that. <laughs> but even, even think of that that hook, like what he sings is his vocal, what he's singing lyrically, yeah. like it's he it's. That's a full-blown chorus. It's not the same thing repeated a bunch of times. You know, like... No, no. You know, like... And that, to me, is really what makes all this stuff super compelling. And I can still listen to it and go, fuck, these dudes are just really going for it. And that... Mm. It's why it's evergreen, this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great word for it. Evergreen. Evergreen. It it always... It always... It never... It hasn't lost you know any any bloom or any shine ever like to me i think i maybe out of all the records from that first era that might be the one that 
that that always shines brightest for me. There's just I think a lot of it has to do with the production and the mix. It's almost like it's almost like everything is it's like everything is at the top of the mix and yet it's totally clear yep, yep. and totally separate. Like it's, it's totally, yeah, yeah. it's something that's probably impossible with modern technology. It's probably something that was maybe only capable with, you know, traditional analog stuff, but like, it's almost like everything is at the very top of the mix and they still, they, they put everything at the top of the mix yeah. and then somehow separated it perfectly. You know, like you can hear everything, uh, everything is crystal clear. Yeah. It's yeah, a metal it's, type it's sound, just, you know, it's like more distortion, I would say as well. And, the, the guitars are the guitars are definitely heavier i think adrian has a heavy hand on this album yes. i think in this song he might even play all the guitars actually in flash of the blade could be the case of course yeah. no proof but it sounds like that yeah we were discussing it the other day just the fact that i mean again i i, I don't mind kevin shirley's stuff up until about book of souls but like for this new new tune uh i, I had a hard time hearing I can't hear the really the verse riff and I, the vocals are kind of weirdly low. Whereas in Power Slave, which is made, you know, quite a while ago, you can hear every single mm-hmm. fucking, you know, yeah. but it's, atle- it's yeah. athletic. And exactly. You could, you know, you could, yeah. I, I keep yeah. Yeah. It, guys, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. is. Um, they are on the top of the game. Mm-hmm. This is, this is yeah. match, match time, basically, <laughs> you know, and it's so metal. It's yeah. so metal too. I'm going to have to play one last riff from this song, but because it's just, mm-hmm. this is, they wouldn't do this today, I think. Like, yes, you're right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's almost kind of like in in the in the riffing, it's it's kind of like proto thrashy a little bit, you know, just because there's a lot of I don't. I kind mean, of punky too, you know. I think it's yeah. kind of punky, yeah. I, and I, I don't know if it's actually down picked. You know, but like that verse riff, the I don't know if it's down pick, but to me in my brain, like I would have tried to down pick it just the the inner the inner head field, you know. Yeah, I tried that first, but I couldn't get that to sound right. So at least for not for me, you know. It's definitely faster. Actually, Adrian has down picked stuff before and then switched to up and down live as well. It happens. Like he down picked it in the eighties. Two minutes to midnight is an example. Yes, and then he started to. I think there were. There was a quote that that was by Dimebag Daryl at one point. He said, "Everyone, everyone alternate picks. Everyone has to alternate pick at some point, except for James yeah. Hetfield. He's the only. Yeah, he's got yeah. in. Yeah, yes. Those are the only guys who never yeah. ever have to alternate pick. Everyone eventually has to yeah. tap out yeah. Yeah. and kind of go up and down and back and forth. But no, there's James Hetfield with that that wrist. He's yeah. he's down pick the whole time." Greg, didn't you didn't you post you posted on Facebook the thing uh, like someone had the isolated tracks like Battery and uh, was a master. Maybe, I think I only listened to Battery, but it was just it was James's it was dam- isolated guitar. It was Damage Incorporated, Battery, and uh, Master of Puppets. Those isolated guitar tracks, and it's just like insanity. You can hear the whole song. It's like yeah. it sounds so. It's, it's one of those things. Yes, yeah, as we say, it's one like of those things where you, the song yeah. is there. You look at your wrist and, and, and just you look at guitar. your guitar and you just think, why am I even bothering? <laughs> You know, yeah. why do I even bother? It's never going to get better than that. It's never going to get, it's never going to get that. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when I hear that song, when I hear that as a young boy, chasing that those, that riffing that you were playing, Jonathan, yeah. like, it's almost, it's almost like a, I mean, thrash was already in existence by that point. You know, it's still very much it's nascent stages. I mean, kill them all was not like that was the ground floor. Right. Like, like, the same year, I think. Thrash, but like, yeah it's, yeah, it's so that, that the style is as it as it became to be kind of commonly 
it was really only public knowledge for a couple of years at that point. So it's still very new. So it's still, it wasn't like that sound was really cemented because those bands were all still growing, but Maiden was definitely, it had that jump. Like to me, it feels like, like thrashy riffing in a way. Yeah, it does. Thrash of the blade. Thrash, thrash of the, thrash of the blade. blade. Yeah. There you go. I think we could talk lyrics a bit. Yeah. I don't know much about them. It's, uh, I guess, uh, kind of a swordsman story. It would fit on the new album, I guess, thematically. Yeah. I feel like if Dio heard this record when it came out, and he saw these lyrics, he probably would have been like, damn it. (laughs) 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 It was right there the whole time. Why didn't I get to that yet? Do you think it could be a a follow-up to Sun and Steel in any way, or is it about another entire thing? Anyone knows? I don't know. Could be. I, I like that idea. Well, I just love the in the, he says in a corner forgotten by no one. Like that that hook there. It's like, and then the one man and his honor. Like, get out. Just yeah, it's a solid Bruce. <laughs> solid Bruce. You know, and the harmony yes. on it. That harmony on it. Just like, yeah. oh yeah, very cool song. You know, it, Unbelievable. Back then, back then, if he was reaching for a harmony, it was never one lower than his range. It's, it was always one that was even higher than what he was normally yep. singing. And it was always a higher yeah, harmony. Yeah. I can't imagine them getting out of the studio and them getting into rehearsal for tour and Adrian Smith looking at these harmonies he's getting handed and being like, fuck, not happening. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to, I'm, no, yeah. I'm going to sing the more, I'm going to find a more soulful lower harmony that is, I'm going to, I'm going to croon underneath with. I'll just sing a third, a third down. You know, that thing you said, Ben, about the sound of his voice, I think it's, a lot of it is due to him not really having any technique. So the first voice was, mm. was gone. Even the, the way he sounds on um, uh, Beast on the Road, Beast over Hammersmith, I meant. Even that sound is a different sound to Power Slave. So he just keeps, you know, pushing it somehow and then ends up maybe losing his voice and rebuilding it again in one way yeah. or another well, i think yeah. i think a lot of that is the uh the chutzpah and the uh the the, the confidence of youth you know yeah. like we were saying before like they had when you're young and you're just you're going for it you don't think of things like endurance and you're very much living for the moment and these yeah. when you're at, i mean obviously i have no gauge for for comparison at all but like, I would imagine if you're on, as they said, that roller coaster of, you know, the band's building and building and building, like you do have to take other things into consideration. You can't just live for the moment anymore because oh. you've learned too much and you've gone too far and you've seen how the sausage is made, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. And that's, that's a, yeah. that's a reference I use all the time, but like, yep. yeah. like, and, and you, you start not not maybe you may not maybe make business decisions but you do have to consider that this is something that i'm going to have to i'm i'm going to have to do this for the next six months to a year like i can't i can't just go and and be the air raid siren you know for 50 minutes on an album if especially if i'm going to have to perform this because i'm going to fucking that's that's another thing that's great too is that like and this kind of touches back to what we were saying about how this album especially this era is is evergreen i mean you bought this when you were nine and i was was 10 i actually went to 10 10. do you still seem like you're as excited about it now as you like you still have like a an 
an effervescence just even talking about like yeah you know, obviously i'm sure i don't know i know i didn't have any concept of like songsmanship or songcraft at 10 years old maybe you did i don't know but i love how like you know as you age you could find new ways especially if you're a musician to have that to maintain that excitement level and obviously if, if you start to deconstruct things and even from if you're looking at it from like a songsmith perspective like that's like a new way of maintaining that 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 youthful yeah exuberant yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you've just hearing you talk about it like with the guitar in your hands like it's just you still have like this bubbling cauldron of energy you know about how awesome I, I, it is you know I, uh, and i appreciate you saying that it's 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 literally they are i mean i said this before i, I think i started the first episode i did with these guys well there that Christ, episode with christian doing the adrian smith stuff Mm. These solos, I can remember listening to that. My friend sent me that as the first episode. He goes, you got to listen to this. You're going to die. And I literally, <laughs> there was points I was at work listening to it. I was crying. Like I literally had, I was like, I'm, I'm 46 years old and listening to this stuff and I still feel like I'm 10. Like, yeah, and, that's awesome. And it was like, and, and I realized how deep, it was almost like I had that thing of, I realized how deep this band go in my mm -hmm. sort of development as a like a music lover, lover and fan and player and everything. It's like these are this is ground zero, and mm -hmm. yeah, it literally it's like fuck. I really need to get tattoos, man. Maiden tats, you know. Like it's like <laughs> it, they are they just so awesome, and they came in at this perfect point in my life where it was the first band in my development that I got into myself and yeah. they blew my mind and i was like who is this who is this you know and yeah. yeah and i still and a lot of the times i haven't worked out a lot of their stuff because i didn't want to remove i didn't want to work it's almost like i didn't want to have the sausages made and you yeah. can hear <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and so yeah. that's why i've never yeah. i've never worked that song out apart from the riff the main riff and then right. it's like to, to work out what they're actually doing there's like holy crap like mm -hmm. and there's as a diversion like a small diversion there's a, there's a greek concept called arate and it basically means like excellence or excellence of virtue it's literally like when you hear something it's like when you watch people excellence of any kind and you whether it's in the olympics or football where people transcend themselves they sort of transcend human what we feel like are human limitations Mm -hmm. And to me, when I listen to mate, like when I listen to Maiden and Queen and like Master of Puppets and stuff, what you're hearing there mm -hmm. is people who are are at the edge of the capability of like humanity. It's like watching people fly to the stars, yeah. and and yeah. and it's like this, and and it's literally this, and it's and it's something that it's kind of re it's like a resonance that's within you that you, when you know it when you see it, and you know when you don't see it. Right. And go, yeah. Just yeah. Like, oh, you've, it's the zone or whatever you want to call it. It's mm -hmm. like, fuck, this is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I can listen to Don Henley. I can listen to Don Henley sing on like, the Hotel California record, and that's that's it. You know, I can mm -hmm. listen to yeah. Freddie or whoever, and it's the same feeling. And and I get that when, I, especially this era of Maiden, they are they are at that horizon. That yeah. You know, what is that event horizon of humanity where it's just like, yeah. fuck, you can't get this 
it's any better than this, you know? So yeah. It's, it's, that's the feeling I get. That's that's it's, great. And it's, it's, it makes me feel young. That's awesome. Yeah. It, essentially, like stuff, stuff, stuff like this is is they're they're like time machines. They they take you back to a time and place, you know. And like that's anything that, regardless of whether you know, and obviously all these opinions are subjective. But regardless of any any yes. whether someone likes something or not, anything that can remove you from where you are currently and put you somewhere else is that, that's magical. You know, and, and if something can, and if something can transcend reality to, to, to move you elsewhere, not to be so metaphysical or whatever, but like, you know, like anything that can, that can move yes, you yes, like that. Yes. I mean, that's, 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 that's where the magic is at. You know, that's, that's, yeah, that's it takes you at it, takes yeah, you out of yourself. The, yeah. That's, that's the shit. That's, that's what, mm. uh, that's what the creative journey is all about. I mean, that's, yeah. if you could, if you could, I mean, that's, that's pure power is what that is. Yeah. I bet that's the thing. I just, they still do it to me and I don't listen mm -hmm. to them all the time, but I can listen to them and just go, man, that, you know, and with this podcast, like, and hearing that what Jonathan and Eric have done, it's, I listen to it as soon as it drops every, every time it comes out, every episode, mm -hmm. like, unless I'm not at work, because I listen to it at work, my job allows me to listen to it, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, I, I just imagine go, you're in a garden working awesome. with you know and, and listening to to our pod. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's unreal. And then I listen to the songs. Like, so the good thing is, is I'm it's I'm going through all these tunes that I haven't paid a lot of attention to, and listening to them with sort of fresh ears and fresh eyes, and just and go, oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's like um, hearing Fallen Angel last week. I listened to. Brave New World when it came out for about a month or two, but but listening to that with that time elapsed, it was like fuck the production on this is actually really good. The harmonies are all there. This is what I'm not hearing now. This sounds like cool. older Maiden, like it's all in there. And now I'm like I've got to go back and listen to that record, like because yeah. I can hear I can hear that thing, you know. That's, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's 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 unbelievable what just the fact that mm -hmm. this shit exists. In 2021 yeah. the world yeah. gone right it's uh, it's insane what's been fun for me when we've done when we've done this part especially during this last year when you know things haven't been amazing for really anyone it's so nice to revisit these things and you know have to you know analyze these things that I, you know have been part of my life for 20 plus years and are such a huge part of who i am it's so nice to sit here talking with you guys having a great time and listening to this song and just sort of being you know when it, almost every time we finish when we, when we do this part when we're done I'm just like, yeah, I'm just so happy to exist in a world where this song exists. And I've been reminded about that every time we do it. So, yeah. I mean, maybe not so much with some songs, but you know, like I'm, I wasn't like. <laughs> some songs <laughs> don't need the to opposite. Mention. Like, well, how could we exist in a world where this with exists? this song? Yeah. But, but, but then, then the other side of that is that even like for, I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking, but you know, don't look at yeah, the stranger, uh, for, for example, but it's also fun to be in a world where we can spend like a fucking hour making fun of it and just talking about it yeah. fun doing that so it's it's all it's yeah it's been it's this is sort of the perfect time for this part from at least for me yes, to come yes. around because it's yeah, no, yeah. for me as well i had the idea for a long time but uh, when i came up with the idea of eric joining me that's that's when it was the right time to do it yeah, this is mm -hmm. basically that was it that was a nice kind of flash you know ah oh, shit I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna ask him he didn't here we are it was a, it was a flash of the blade the blade flash of the blade indeed 
the last uh, musical example here because you got a lot of the stretched power chords, you know. Yeah, I love and I love those chords, the stretch In chords, kind of ACDC fashion, you know, like. It doesn't go like that, but it is that, those kind of chords, you know, like. What's the when when they hit that B flat? Look when they in the verse where it goes, and you've oh. always killed the beast. Is that just like that sus? It's like a sus B flat. I think it is like he's yeah. just letting all those. It sounds like he hits that sort of chord. Oh, we yeah, yeah. sounded Adrian. Yeah, and that's a Smith. That's a Smith chord that's over the top of that. It's like you sus, guys. Right? You guys are absolutely killing me with this B sus stuff. I don't even fucking. You guys aren't even speaking English. We're sorry. Like, We're sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. A, I'm such an amateur. I'm such an amateur compared to you guys with your terminologies and your your correct musical lingo. I just feel like such an idiot. Well, to, to, if this makes you feel better, a lot of times what I'll do is when Jonathan says stuff, I go, "Yeah, that sounds right." I, no fucking <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I just, I can do. I pick that up and make noises. That's exactly, what I do. Exactly. Exactly. And then sometimes I, they sound like songs. I usually. I like myself, yeah. What I try to do when we get into this kind of theory that is not basically not part of most people no knowledge i try to first say it and then say it again but like it creates tension or something like that yes because that's easy to yeah. understand Color. Yeah. and that goes for sus that goes for those stretch power chords they get more tension in them and that's yeah. very easy see, see stretch power chords i got that i know it, right. i, I know got that, that yeah, 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 i got yeah, yeah, stretch yeah. power chords when you guys when you guys went like that when you yeah. extended your 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 index finger i was like oh that i know what that is. yeah so flash of the blade on the list yeah. right Oh yeah, yes, God, yeah. yeah. yes. I'm on the right now. One hundred percent with a bullet. Yep, yep. It's in. Eh? Yeah, it's definitely in. Mm -hmm. One thing I did want to reference before we move along is because uh, it did it did come up. I think Ben had mentioned it. Like uh, it's kind of uh, um, peripherally, you know, unrelated in a way. Queen had come up. You had mentioned something about Freddie Mercury. The, mm. That 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 three three part guitar stuff going on. It's almost like they're kind of channeling like their inner Brian May stuff right there. Mm. You yep. know, maybe less grandiose and less orchestral, yeah. but that's very much some kind of like uh, some seventies Queen Brian May type stuff. That yes. guitar guitar symphony type stuff, and that that's, yeah. I just wanted to throw that's, that in yeah. there as well. So that's one of my. Yes. Yeah. Adrian commented on that actually in the listening party. He commented on on that middle part, and he said, "That's oh, really? all him. That's all him, basically. It's all Adrian." He said, "I went a little, a little mental." <laughs> sure, he did. Do it more yeah. often, Adrian. It sounds like the whole track. It sounds like the whole yeah. track. All guitars sound like Adrian to me, but uh, you know, probably Dave is in there in the in the foundation playing one of the rhythms. But it all sounds Adrian yeah. in this song. There's no very neck pickup. It's very sharp or uh, Australian sharp. <laughs> Maybe I'm naive to it. I just don't feel like enough of a big deal gets made of 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 what they lost when he left the band. I think so much. I think no, because no. I think Bruce followed up so closely after within a few years that that gets like that gets like a, a big part of like the reason why like the Blaze era maybe isn't for me personally isn't as high quality. And while looking looking back, man, come on, looking, man. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
well you know these 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 heavy political times i'm just trying to just trying to skate on the razor's edge dancing on the ledge (laughs) you know it's like you know and and, uh you know i just think that so much of the so much of uh, a deal gets made of bruce leaving then it gets overlooked that that adrian i think is maybe the bigger loss of that band just the fact that he had that brain losing that brain from that engine that's that's, I'm not saying I'm not saying Bruce leaving was was not monumental because it it obviously was because he was also a main writer and or a heavily contributing writer in the band. But Adrian, the fact that he would even have that mindset to be like, well, in this song that's really up tempo and fast, let's have this little guitar symphony in the middle of it, like yeah. just just losing mm-hmm. that, pulling that out of the equation. I mean, that's yeah, like yeah. that's not a that's not a good thing, you know, to lose that. It's it's his melodic sensibility. It's yes. how he he is. Like to me, he's almost forty percent of my musical brain. Like when I think of playing guitar and what I like, what I want to hear when I listen to music, it's almost mm-hmm. like he's built. He's built half the foundation of the house because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear what he does. Kai Henson yeah. did the same thing in Halloween. He was like, yeah. and Chris DeGarmo was the same. I love yeah. DeGarmo. DeGarmo is one of my favorites. Yeah, so good. Gamo is unbelievable. They never recovered from losing him. They'll never, I, in my opinion, they will never ever be great again until you know whatever Jeff Tate. You know, he's. I think they they lost something personality wise, and they lost him. But I don't think that band will ever be great until you can get you know Tate DeGarmo back on on that page. Yeah, Chris yeah. DeGarmo is man. And he's Blake, he's of that. He plays very he's tasty. Age, he's like yes, he's like that. He's kind of like that Adrian Smith yep. element where he's kind of yeah. like. He's not, the, he's not he's not the prevailing like face of everything but like he was the he was the creative engine he was like it upsets balance when when element is is removed you know it's like then it's just yeah. like you just had him and jeff tate and then it was like well the garment was gone so it's like you know I'd, I'd love to visit a parallel universe where, where, where adrian was still in the band when they did x factor and see how that turned out differently because i imagine that it would be uh, some of the failings that album would probably would not be as glaring if he'd still been in the mix there. I think that, that that's that's a really good point. It's the it's a kind of like a Dave Gilmore thing. Like if I had to draw it back even further, it, there is like a David Gilmore sort of. It's just the way it's the the way they they'll take the three chords that everyone's using and they'll make it interesting and mm-hmm. what notes they put over it and the tension they find within those chords and they that's just. It's a it's real infinite. sort of it's kind specific, of yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful what those guys can do. And Degamo is, you listen to him that solo on Empire, unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. well, and, you know, that's actually is that Wilton on there? That to me, that's an Adrian Smith solo. Like, <laughs> definitely, it sounded like that. Can we spend the rest of the episode with you mouth guitar and Queensryche guitar solos? Yeah, yeah so, I'd, I'd be game. I'd be game. I'd be game. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm, I'm good, actually. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm signed up. I'm into it. Let's do it. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. uh, what I wanted to say also before finishing the track, small thing. I think this is a close call to being a Smith Dickinson. I think it's like yeah. right on the edge of actually being proper to just call it Dickinson because he probably arranged all those guitars in the middle and Bruce probably had the yeah. lyrics and, the, and the, the backing for the singing. Which is yeah. to, to many people that's the song, but I think this is a close yeah. call. This could have been uh, Dickinson Smith. Then. I 
think yes. I think Adrian got a little bit of a slight on the uh, the song, the publishing, yeah. the song. Maybe he lost the, this uh, one. Maybe he lost the pool game. You know, he <laughs> lost the pool game yeah. in, the, in the bar were, or something. They were playing. They were playing a lot of pool back then. Maybe they it were. came down to a, a, a game of pool, and you know, he just lost. Yep. yep. You, you yeah. die as you live. <laughs> in a flash of the light, and then uh, <laughs> you might fly too close to the sun. I guess. Yes. Transitional point. <laughs> Transitional point. Very good. Radio yes. man. Speaking of segways. <laughs> yeah, professional radio man. <laughs> While you're in the Bahamas flying close to the sun, drinking banana daiquiris. All right, dear listeners, this is future Jonathan. As you could hear, we were just about to head over to the Bahamas and then, I guess, put on wings of wax and fly too close to the sun. And as you heard in the beginning, this was meant to be part of this same episode, but... Uh, yeah, turn out a long one and a good one, full of info, and also for my own, well, for the sake of my own sanity, I should limit myself to editing about an hour a week, especially when we're cranking out extra episodes, because I, you know, I do have to edit them too. Anyway, this was Made in A to Z with a Flash of the Blade, and next week, same crew, Flight of Icarus. So, if you want to contact us, that's uh, madeinazpod at gmail.com, madeinazpod on Twitter, Made an AZ pod on Instagram and uh, made an A to Z Friends of the Beast on Facebook. Also, do check out our network, the Deep Dive Pod Network, at Deep Dive Pod on Twitter. So, that's it for this time. See you next week. Up the irons and skull from the north. <laughs>